This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 248 with Doug Sandler. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at how to strategically use turnkey podcasting as a business development tool to grow and explode your business in 2018. My guest today is Doug Sandler. Doug is over 30 years of business experience as an entrepreneur, business owner, manager, and staff member. His book, Nice Guys Finish First, is a number one ranked Amazon bestseller. He specializes in making connections, building relationships, and strengthening bonds both inside and outside organizations. Don't let the Mr. Nice Guy tag fool you. Doug has entered into many high-level negotiations and is anything but a pushover. His speaking and consulting business is geared towards improving relationships and winning business through his time-tested sales, service, and relationship-building system. Doug is a nationally recognized speaker and writer for the Huffington Post. His weekly posts reach over hundreds of thousands of readers. Doug has been titled by a leading social media marketing company in the top 100 of social media thought influencers to follow. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MCLobsher or by email at info at CashflowNinja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja to 44222. To ensure you never miss one of our episodes, you can download our free interactive smartphone apps on the Apple and Google Play app stores. I've also created a Cashflow Ninja investment group where I share opportunities that I'm investing in with my fellow investors. If you're interested in joining this group, please email me at info at cashflowninja.com and we will continue the conversation to see if you're a good fit for our group. I've always thought that if there are only a handful of people that have built indestructible wealth in any economy and market, why are we following the advice and doing what the majority of people are doing that are struggling financially? My friend Dave Zook says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy, but you need to pick one. At the Real Asset Invest, Dave and his company create value for investors looking for high yield returns from real estate ventures domestically and internationally. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Asset Investor offers, such as the syndication opportunity at the Mahogany Bay Village in Belize, investment opportunities in the multifamily space in the United States, and ATM syndication opportunities, visit cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. Are you interested in real estate investing but don't know where to start? Join Ops Properties is the premier provider of turnkey lease option investment properties. With their proven system, you can have cash flow within 30 days. To get cash flow within 30 days, go to joinopsproperties.com. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access an educational webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Doug, welcome to the show. 
Man, it's good to be here. I, after listening to you guys a bunch of times, I, I, I love knowing that I actually have the real deal right in front of me. <laughs> Excited to have you on and, and fantastic to connect. Can you share a little bit about your background and your journey with my listeners? Sure, absolutely. And again, appreciate being here very much. I, I've uh, started in about uh, about 1984. I started by, by being a DJ in a local uh, bar in uh, when I was in college. And for 30 years, that career had gone uh, extremely well. And uh, just a few years ago, a handful of years ago, my uh, financial planner and I had a little conversation and he said, hey, what is it that you want to take to the next step? What is, the, what is that next business? And I built this entertainment, my DJ business, to several million dollar business every year. And he said, uh, he said, I just want you to be aware that you can only be on the dance floor for a certain period of time in your life. When you're 65 years old, can you see yourself doing the cha-cha slide and the and the Cupid shuffle and the wobble out there on the dance floor? And legitimately, the answer was no. I had to figure out a way to transfer that information, that knowledge that I had in building a, a successful DJ business into something else. But I didn't know what that something else would be. And until about six or seven months later after that fateful meeting with my financial planner, I met a guy, his name is Ryan Estes, speaking at a conference. And he, um, he, it wasn't actually the message that he was presenting, but the way that he was presenting it. And I knew at that very moment, uh, this was back in 2013, that, um, that professional speaking was going to be the next, uh, the next wave for me. So I asked him about how do you get started? How do you do it? I had no idea how to be a professional speaker as a DJ. I can open up a microphone for 15 seconds at a time, but never an hour at a time. So he said, hire a speaking coach. Of course, I, I followed his rule and I hired a speaking coach. My speaking coach said I needed to hire a book writing coach. When I hired a book writing coach, something started to go off in my mind. I'm going to need a way to market all of these things. And so I got into the podcasting space because what better thing to do than if you don't know how to speak and you don't know how to write, why not start a podcast also? That makes total sense. But the podcast really became the method by which all of these things started to be become marketed. And I found that we got so good at, at building an audience and building our following that, uh, that the podcasting space became the actual marketing tool itself that market everything that we do, professional speaking, my book, my online training program, my coaching services, and then we had podcasters starting to ask us and people that wanted to be in the podcasting space, how do you do what you have done, which is build an audience of about 1.3 million at this point, which has been great. So that is exactly where we are today, five years or six years into this journey uh, through the professional speaking world, which I still do, and my writing business, which I still am involved in, and my coaching business, which I'm still involved in. But the main focus of our, of our, um, of our business has really been within this podcasting space. So in about three or four minutes of conversation, that is exactly what brought me back from 1984 to where we are, we are today. Yeah, it's so interesting that the way that we communicate and share information and interact with each other has changed dramatically in the information age and marketing too, right? There's, I mean, a business, you're always going to try and, and uh, market your business and trying to find new uh, clients or customers and so forth. And then there's a sales process and there's obviously operations and customer service. But the way these businesses and these uh, different skill sets evolve and change and podcasting has played a, a really big role into the ability to communicate your message and as reach as many people that you can uh, across the globe. What is it um, that, 
some businesses are still a little bit missing about the podcast thing and has, hasn't really utilized it uh, almost as a blog. Well, I think a lot of people really look at podcasting as a way to broadcast a message. And I, and I, you know, um, in a gentle way, I try to bring them back to reality. And it's not a broadcast. It's not like TV journalism the way that it used to be where, where you get on channel 13 or 11 and you spread a message to everyone. Podcasting is a, is an extremely, um, evolved source of, of media called narrow casting. I mean, you actually can pinpoint niche, so fine tuned focus who your message is for, that whether you're somebody that is in the uh, the heating and cooling business, the funeral business, a professional speaker or coach, uh, to a specific segment of the audience, you can go out and attract just that segment of the audience. And I always joke around with everybody that's new in the podcasting world, how great would it be to be able to, every time you open up a microphone, be able to speak to 50 or 100 or 200 people. It doesn't have to be that you're speaking to millions of people at a time. We happen to have grown a big audience, but we know finitely that, that the people that are, that are really most attracted to us, it's a much smaller segment of our, of our audience, which is high achieving entrepreneurs that want a creative way to market their message. And that's what we use. We don't, we don't market to podcasters. I don't want a podcaster to be my client. I'm looking for people that are creatively looking to market their business, that are high achievers, that understand that you have to think outside the box in order to promote your products and services. And don't worry about what product or service you have. Narrow cast to a specific niche market. It's so true. And I looked at some of the statistics that because you're so narrow and you're in a niche and somebody found you, they're already interested in uh, what you're talking about. Almost 85% of the entire episode is consumed right. by listeners. And the other thing that I wanted to point out that's so powerful is what effort uh, does, would it involve to get in front of 400 to 500 people Yeah, every single time <laughs> right. in a specific place or a hall or a meeting room to be able to share a message or talk about something uh, around the business uh, that you're in. So it's, and again, this is 24 seven, right? Information age businesses, there's no banking hours. <laughs> it's yeah. always on, on, on replay. What's so great about what you're saying is too, that people are seeking you out. You're not, they're not, you're not going to them and saying, Oh, please listen to my message. They are looking for you. Netflix is, is, is on demand. And it's very much the audio version of Netflix. Let's say where people are coming to you, they want to hear your message and you hit it right on the head. 85% of the people listen to your message all the way through. So whether you have a five-minute message or a 30-minute message or whatever it is, they're listening to most of what you, are, what you have to say. So they're interested, they're engaged, and they want to stay involved in your message as well. Can you share a little bit for business owners that's out there, investors out there, what are some of the strategies that brands and businesses utilize right now to build that tribe, right? Because it's all about finding that tribe and that tribe these days can be anywhere regardless of where you live. Well, ultimately, what it comes down to is engagement. It is not just, as we said before, as I said before, it's not just about sharing your message and puking product, as I like to call it. You're not just going to get on your show and, and start a podcast and start puking product and talking about everything and how great you are. What you're actually doing is you're sharing valuable content, but not only on the podcasting space, but you're going outside of the podcasting space, whether you build a community on Facebook, LinkedIn, group. Um, a Twitter chat that you have put together, or just building a community through email communications. You must engage one-on-one -on -one with your audience. 
again, you, you're, the, the idea behind is you want to engage as many people as you possibly can so that people will remain not only listening to your message, but they'll buy the products and services that you have as well. It's all about putting out just great content, putting out fantastic content out there. And one of the things that um, was such a, a big aha moment and just seeing how people are engaging in the marketing processes in the past, the sales process has completely changed too. And I don't think a lot of people have realized that where people would sell and as you just mentioned, Buke product, right? But who do people do business with? People that they know, like, and trust. Okay, that's great. There's a there's a part there's a podcast. You, they start to know you and they like like and trust you. But they also are interested in getting a result or an outcome or having a problem solved. So if you can be uh, on the front end, be able to solve problems for other people and help them create an outcome before they've even uh, really gone into your quote unquote sales funnel or started to do business with you, um, that's how you build that client relationship these days. Well, and look what else that you've been able to create through this. You've been able to create this this amazing network of people that are that are information sharers or thought influencers, and all you're doing is you're associating with them. For example, you. You've had just, I mean, I'm looking at your, your client list or your interview list over the last several months and I'm looking, you had Brad Hart, you had Chris Reed, you had Mike Zeller. I mean, you had like top names in, in the world of business, Ryan Lee, Dave Zook. I mean, you've had some people on there. You don't even have to necessarily espout your own, you know, to share your own message. All you're doing is sharing the message of these other leaders. Being associated with those leaders gains you, garners you credibility in your marketplace. And if you just can check your ego at the door, and I know you do because I've heard your interviews and you're amazing at building relationships with people through your interview process, your audience doesn't necessarily need to hear you other than the the questions that you ask because they're going to say, hey, that's a great question. You just asked something that I probably would want to know. And that way, you're again, you're creating some level of relatability. They come to get the knowledge but they stay because of you because they fall in love with your interview and your interview process. And that's why you have such a great, you know, you have a great following and you've been doing it for 230 some odd episodes. Of course, you're going to have a great following because you know what to do when you're on the air with people. Appreciate that feedback. And you talk about uh, audience engagement as well and getting your audience engaged. What are some of the ways that you've seen uh, businesses grow and expand through this audience, audience engagement? It's really simple because you're going to create a simple call to action on your show, whether it is uh, please subscribe to my show or reach out to us on Twitter. Any opportunity for your community to engage with you, you must respond. So regardless of whether they're through Twitter with 140 characters or out 280 characters now, I guess, is, is Twitter. I don't know why. Why did Twitter change to 280? Did they really need to? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. So um, wherever your audience and your community, give them a name. So wherever your, your engaged community is communicating with you, you've got to be there too. So if they're on Twitter and they ask you a question, you must be there to respond. You have to be consistent. You have to be quick about it. So for me, our audience grow, grew completely organically. We took 16 months to grow to an audience size of 20,000. And then we started to focus on the engagement process, the great engagement part. In the next 16 months, we went from 20,000 to 1.3 million. And the way that we did that was through one-on-one organic communication, just going out to our, our community, asking them what they want, responding, getting the guests that they wanted, getting the people, have them suggest guests, have them be guests themselves. It has been an amazing thing. And 
it's no different in real business, in real life. It is all about building the relationship, building the engagement, getting them to know you, getting them to like you, which equals getting them to trust you. And that way they're going to do business with you as well. The other thought that listeners might have too about podcasting in general and saying, well, you know, I don't have a huge audience and I'm in this particular niche. How big can I really grow my business because I don't have that many people to talk to? Can you share a little bit with them why it really doesn't matter that how big the size of your audience is when it comes to growing that business and eventually monetizing your business? From this, that it's, that's probably one of the most asked questions that I have. And I always tell everybody, keep this in mind. We have two other shows. We have a show called The Nice Guys on Business Podcast, but I have two other shows. One's called SEDX and one's called BizWiz. Yet to have an episode, or they just started airing this week. We've made over $20,000 from one of those two shows without even having an episode air because it truly is not about how you're building your how you're building your audience and how you're engaging because you are really engaging that guest that guest we are funneling through a select guest management program that we've developed and that we know works it's gold mine it is a gold mine that works every single time so we help build a guest management program for you so the people you're actually having on your show are not only those that have a great message for your audience to hear and listen to and retain and get good information from, but they're also an ideal candidate for the products and services that you sell regardless of whether they are, again, janitorial services, funeral business, HVAC, you're a podcaster, coaching, what speaking, whatever it is that you do, we put people through a specific guest management program. You do not need any size audience. I, as a matter of fact, I have a program called Size doesn't matter how to monetize your podcast with any size audience. So we know it works. It's just a way of thinking a little bit differently about the podcasting space. You're listening to Doug Sandler on the Cashflow Ninja Podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja Podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Alhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept, you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. You're listening to Doug Sandler on the Cashflow Ninja podcast, and I'm back to our interview. In the marketing space, things are changing constantly, and there's new things, right? Uh, out of the blue, now it, it became Snapchat, and that was yep. where everybody was going, right? And it was Twitter, and now Instagram stories is a big thing. Looking at some of the digital trends that's out there and, and taking this into 2018, what are some of the things that you're seeing uh, that uh, will give people a lot of, lot of uh, forward progress and, and increase their engagement? And what are some of the big trends that you guys are looking at? Well, we have a social media team. That's a great question too, because how do you take your podcasting channel and create more of a social media blast out of it so that you're getting valuable content spread out, out over a number of different channels, regardless of whether it's Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, uh, the link to, to Facebook groups, however it is that you're, that you're actually want to promote your message. 
what we have done is you've taken slight small little audio clips and you've posted uh, posted them on um, on Instagram uh, w- with active links so that people can click to go directly to the guest. We have Facebook group that has uh, again active links that lead you directly to our um, our show. We we take our call to action not only from our show but we place it on social media. You must be able to be engaged through many 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 different um, social media um, channels in order to you, for you to be successful. You also have to have the flexibility to be able to to pivot in any direction. So if Snapchat is the thing, unfortunately my audience is not on Snapchat, so I don't have to learn how to deal with Snapchat. <laughs> but I did recently have to learn how to go through this Instagram uh, process of the Insta Stories is really really very popular right now. So we've we've taken our message and we've taken it out to short little little videos. You just have to be able to understand that you can't say podcasting is my thing, stay within that channel, stay only in that lane and not expand the promotional portion of your business to the uh, the very popular social media channels like Instagram or um, or Insta Story or all I, I don't even understand them. I fortunately I put together a team that knows much more than I do about that stuff. You just have to know what's your strength and stay within it. I see a lot of the live video is pretty big too, the Facebook Live and YouTube Live and so forth. And I mean, that's a huge opportunity to bring that also uh, into your podcast and doing that uh, simultaneously as you're recording. Well, you can either use it as a as a simultaneous way to to promote your message through doing it through Facebook Live or creatively just provide content. You know, you might have in our in our case, we didn't want to put our entire podcast up on Facebook Live. I mean, it, it involved a couple of different things because you're interviewing a guest and you have to tie them into the interview. We thought it was a little bit more cumbersome. So what we did was instead, when the episode is about to air, we have our show producer actually call. Uh, and, and create a, um, a 60 second or 90 second video promotion of what we talked about on the episode. Then we post that up to Vimeo and we take that lit or YouTube and we take that link and we place that on all of our social media channels, trying to pull people into listening to the podcast itself. Number one. But the second thing is just to give them 90 second snippets of, of content of valuable information that could help them in their business such a great strategy because you are creating that uh, that excitement around that episode and then also putting out as you mentioned that snippets of value that'll draw in new listeners as well yeah we um we felt like in that particular case i we didn't think that that 30 minutes or 40 minutes of content was an appropriate um amount of time to put in on a facebook even if it's a facebook live i know people stay tuned in but people that listen to our podcast want to hear the podcast. You know, they don't necessarily, they're not going to necessarily tune in to Facebook Live to, to hear the podcast. They have a podcasting app on their phone. That's where they're used to, to, to listening to it 90% of the time. So for us, it was like, let's just figure out a way to promote, provide valuable content and maybe win over a few new listeners that way as well. Now, from a, a turnkey podcast operation, the other uh, thought that listeners might have and small business owners and investors is, boy, where do I find the time to do even this? Uh, what response would you have for them? Well, I look at it and say, if somebody were to, to determine the podcasting space, maybe something that they want to look at, you know, it's, it's another business development tool. It is not, it's not um, a replacement of something that they already have. It's one more tool. And if I look at this tool and say somebody has a product or services that, that cost, I don't know, 10, $15,000, 
if we can put somebody in that interview seat and they can make ten or fifteen thousand dollars every time that interview is takes place, do you see that as a drain of your resources or do you see it as a as a uh, as a an asset that has some value? So I, I I try not to look at it as a drain of time. I try to look at it as is prospecting a drain of time, is cold calling a drain of time, business development without the without the the um the 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 skids being greased. Uh, by this stuff called capital, your business stops. So we're looking at this and saying, this is another business development tool that we're going to use that you're going to bring in a professional organization. I'm not going to tell you how to podcast. I'm actually going to do it with you so that you understand how the process is put together. You have a coach all the way through this process and we're not leaving your side until you have a show that's, that's launched. And beyond the launch, we can do all the production and editing too. So if you can, um, if you can spare time to, to interview a high achiever in your particular space, uh, and you can get on the air and have a conversation with them just like you were at a networking meeting. Maybe we can replace something else that you're doing that is not quite as effective as, uh, as podcasting as a business development tool. And, uh, and instead of, um, losing time, maybe you can gain some time back in your life by, uh, by doing something like this. Absolutely. And that's a great answer because if I just have to look at the ROIs, what a lot of people put on things, right? Right. It's, it's been infinite. I mean, the people that I get to meet, the relationships that I was able to, to build and learn from every single person that comes, uh, on my podcast, I'm, I'm truly like a sponge. I'm sitting here with notes well, right, <laughs> and, and writing it down. So it, it's the ROIs. It's just been infinite. Well, you're doing with three, how many episodes a week do you do? Uh, three a week right now. Yeah. So you're doing three a week. Obviously you're, you're very successful at what you do outside of just this podcasting space as well. So then I would say to you and anybody else that has a podcast, we do five a week. I would not be doing five a week unless I thought there was an ROI that was attached to it. As a matter of fact, this is the best since I've been in business in general for the last 30 some odd years. This has been the best single source of, uh, of revenue generation that I've ever done. I mean, I look at it this way. People are, we get for our Nice Guys on Business podcast, we get between five to 50 applications every week. So let's just say we get 20 applications every week to be on our show. I have 20 people that qualify themselves through our guest management program to be on my show. Qualification for them to be on my show, which means that they are qualifying themselves to whether they're going to be a prospect of mine. So my prospects call me, they qualify themselves, they write me a check for the amount of money that I charge, they thank me for doing my business with them. And I have never had to leave my pajamas from this job. <laughs> the, the way I look at it is like they're qualifying themselves, paying me money and thanking me for doing my job. What better lead gen source could that possibly be? You've done over 500 episodes of podcasts and maybe even more with millions of downloads. What are some of the biggest things that you've learned uh, as a podcaster? Uh, one of the biggest things I've learned is most people aren't reliable. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've, I've learned that really there is a lot of information that's out there that is extremely valuable that, that I, when I originally got into this space, I was using it as a way to promote me and my speaking and my, and my book business. And what it, what's turned out is that, as you said just a few minutes ago, is that it has allowed me to be able to connect uh, and, and, um, and network with people that I never would have had any, they wouldn't have picked up the phone and talked to me or called me or answered my phone call. But when you have a podcast, all of a sudden you're getting to these untouchables to, so that you can provide, you know, um, great content for your audience. It's been, it's been the best learning opportunity for me. I did not expect to grow my network. 500 interviews plus or 500 episodes in of, of which probably 400 have been interview episodes. 
I have a network that I could not have imagined three or four years ago uh, have building. And, and that would be the one byproduct that you get that you really, I did not expect to get that. Yeah, that's been the, the same for me. Now, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what uh, new skill sets are you currently learning and what's, uh, what's on tap for 2018? Well, technology has so changed my life. 30 years as a, as a mobile DJ, the business has, had, was the same. I mean, with the exception of records going to cassettes, going to MP, uh, going to, to CDs, going to MP3s, technology really didn't change very much in that, in that space. It was all about relationships. In the podcasting space, it's like we're in the microwave oven of technology because you not only have to understand how podcasting works, uh, but you also have to understand the marketing and promotion side of things. So if there's one thing that I've gotten very effective at is understanding how marketing works, you can have good content. You can have great content. But if your content is great, but you can't figure out how to reach your audience, then you'll have nothing. So again, part of what we have tried to, to, to study and work with our entire team with is how does this help? How does this marketing side of thing, how can we more be more effective marketers for our clients? And that is an area that we've, uh, that we've really evolved. So I would say in 2018 will be the, um, the year of marketing and we'll really fine tune, uh, the year of systems also for us where we create this system. We've made it extremely duplicatable over the last year or so since we've been doing this and, um, and it's making money for us and our clients and, and technology is, is all on our side. So I would say embrace technology, embrace social media and embrace putting a system together that actually has, um, has really been effective. And provides predictable uh, results, right? So oh, yeah. that's the one one great thing that systems uh, do. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Yeah, and that is a great question. And I would say this is this has stood the test of time, whether we're back in 1984 when I first got started in the business world or, or where we are today. The keys to it are, if I'm not going to be able to pass on money, I would say remember the importance of building effective relationships. So build relationships, make connections, and most importantly, be yourself. Being genuine is so critical in the business world. Uh, people want to see that they're dealing with who you are and they don't want to, they don't want to be building business with somebody that, that you think that you are, but could never be. So building relationships, making connections and being yourself would be three valuable tools that I would say to leave behind as a legacy. Doug, how can my listeners learn more about you, your company, uh, your amazing podcast, and stay informed of all of the projects that you're involved with? That's great. Thanks again for for uh, for asking. Um, I would say the first spot to, to go to would be turnkeypodcast.com, and we'll make sure that uh, we put a you know link so that you that you have it, and um, that would be the best way to uh, to check out the services that our company offers. And if you just want to get a little sample of what we're what we're all about, the nice guys on business podcast available on iTunes or Overcast or wherever. You you get your podcast would be a good place. The nice guys on business podcast. A podcast is definitely a great thing, an amazing vehicle and tool to take your business to the next level uh, in 2018. Doug, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. My pleasure. It was great to be here. Thank you for joining my guest, Doug Sandler and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. 
If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life. So if there's any way that I can provide more value for you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gosh Good newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 44222. Smart investors know that the banks actually don't own most automatic teller machines. In fact, the opportunity for private investment provides stellar passive returns, figures in the double digits, with the added bonus that most of the income is tax-free. Who wants to walk blindly past an ATM and not cash in on that opportunity? ATM machine ownership brings you a steady stream of hands-off passive income. Dave Zook and the Real Asset Investor team have been providing opportunities for investors in this uptrend activity of ATM use. If you are an accredited investor and would like more information on how you can invest in this exclusive asset class that very few investors will ever have access to, you can sign up for your free webinar on how to create income streams from ATMs at cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to create passive income and become financially free. In just over three years, they've created a lease option empire with over 170 properties. They can show you how to do the same. To get cash flow within 30 days, go to joinopsproperties.com. You can also check them out on YouTube. Just search joinopsproperties or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access an educational webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.